That is awesome. Well, we are starting a new series today on God speaking. God still speaks. And uh, it's a wonderful intro, you know, as uh, that testimony into one of the ways that God speaks to us. And so, for this series, you know, I'm going to be teaching different things in it, but a majority of it, I'm going to have Lee teaching because she's got a wonderful teaching gift and she's got a prophetic gift. And so, I want the best for you and this is the best, in my opinion, you know. Both as a husband, I've, I realize I'm biased, but also as a leader, I, I know that, that you will be blessed by what she has to share on this core value for us as a community. So uh, let's give her a warm uh, welcome. And I, I really, you want, sorry? Oh, you're good? Okay. I release you into her capable hands. Am I on? Yes? Awesome. All right. Can you all hear me? I'm not quite as loud as James, so if I, yeah, Noel, I trust you to do what needs to be done. It is very, very wonderful to be able to share with you today about the fact that God is still speaking, because I wouldn't be here if he wasn't. You know, my, my whole life is a testimony from when I was a little child, of God speaking to me and speaking to others. And, and um, my, my whole life has been a series of literally milestones that I can look at and go, it's because God spoke here that this happened, and it's because God spoke here that this decision was made. And so it's wonderful to be able, as a community for us over the next couple of weeks, to really engage with this core value for Lifehouse Church, which is that God is still speaking. Now, when James and I were um, dating, um, one of the things I loved to do was, um, was to save his voice messages because, sorry, is that my earring that's clicking? Should I take that off? There we go. <laughs> That'll be so annoying. <laughs> All right. One of the things I loved to do was to save his voice messages because I loved the sound of his voice. And I uh, know, like, ah, <laughs> I'm sorry, love, I'm setting you up to be teased here. But, <laughs> but I did. I just, I loved the sound of his voice. And, and I would often... I do work... have a great voice. <laughs> oh, this is bad. He's got the mic. And, um, and I, I would often work crazy hours. I was... I was in doing project management and we would have these crazy deadlines and, and sometimes I just, I, I would literally just replay the messages just to hear, just to hear his voice because his voice brought me comfort. I, I loved the sound of his voice. And I still today have all the cards that he, that he wrote me and that he's written me over the years because any form of communication from him is very precious to me. When, when we're in relationship with someone, communication is absolutely key. And we all know that we have been created to be in a relationship with God. And if we take the time to, to, to speak to one another and to pour into one another, how much more God, 
who created us to be in relationship with him first. He knows how to communicate with us, and he does. God is still speaking. Now, um, today, there really are three main points that I, I want us to, um, to cover, to look at. Um, in the coming weeks, we're going to go f- into much more detail about prophecy, about uh, how and what and why and, and the things to avoid and, and all of that. But today, I just want to really paint just a wonderful overview for us. So are we good with that? All right. So the, um, there are going to be three main points that we're going to look at. We're going to look at the fact, very quickly, that God speaks to us. He communicates to his family, all right? So he, he, he communicates with us, right, as his church, first of all. We're going to look at the fact that because he communicates with us, we need to actively listen to his voice, and we need to understand the variety of ways in which he communicates. Because sometimes you might find that God actually has been speaking all the time and you just did not recognize that that was how he was speaking. Does that make sense? I see lots of heads nodding. So we've all been in that place. So it's important to be able to identify the ways that God chooses to communicate. All right? And then thirdly, we need to establish as an absolute foundation that God speaks through us to others. We are called to be a prophetic people. No one is excluded. All right? And so we're just going to just set a little foundation for that today as well. And then in the coming weeks, we'll kind of massage that truth in a lot more. And hopefully by the end of it, we will be thoroughly equipped, all right, to live in all that God has for us in this area. So I'd love us to just uh, look quickly at some scriptures. In John 10, verse 25. This is just talking about the fact that God speaks, all right, and that we will be able to hear him. Uh, Jesus is speaking to some, some uh, Jewish people that come to Jesus. They're complaining, and they're saying, can you just make plain some things to us? And he goes, I tell you, I, I did tell you. I've made things plain, but you did not believe. And then he says, um, in verse 26, he says, you did not believe because you are not my sheep. And then in verse 27, a very well-known scripture, he says, My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. In some translations, uh, it says, My sheep hear my voice. It says, I know them, and they follow me. And then he goes on and he says, And I will give them eternal life, and they will never be snatched out of my hand. So we are created, and Jesus promises us here, If we belong to him, we'll hear his voice. So can you put your hand up if you have ever said these words, I can't hear God for myself? Okay. All right. So today, that lie comes down. All right. Are you in agreement with that? Okay. So what we do when a lie presents itself, we smack that lie down with God's truth, all right? There is no place for that lie to stay in your thinking any longer, all right? You have been created to hear your Father. He communicates with you. He is constantly speaking to you. And so today, we choose to not give that lie any place in our thought life. Are we in agreement with that? All right. So say this with me. Jesus said... 
My sheep hear my voice. I know them. And they follow me. All right. So, so every time that, that thought comes up, I, I can't hear you, Lord. You, you're, you're just not speaking to me. You speak, you speak to my husband, but you don't speak to me. You speak to my friend or my, my sibling or my mom and dad, but you, you just don't seem to speak to me. You speak to James. You seem to speak to Lee, but you just don't speak to me. That is a lie. All right? So that is canceled today. Jesus has created you. He loves you. He knows you. He speaks. And now we're going to discover how to recognize when he's speaking. In uh, John 14, um, it says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So here, Jesus is promising the Holy Spirit's going to speak to us. He's going to communicate with us. It may not be in an audible voice, but he is going to communicate with us. All right? That is a promise from Jesus, all right? And then in Acts 4, 31, it's where the disciples are all together, and it says, after they had prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God boldly, all right? And so when we, when we talk about the fact that we are all a prophetic people, that we are called to function in the prophetic, it's because the Holy Spirit came upon these people, and what did they do? The, the, the consequence was they spoke his word boldly, all right? We know as believers that God the Holy Spirit is with us, therefore it follows naturally that we will speak his word, all right? We will be functioning in the prophetic, so just to reiterate again, those are three points, and they should be up there on the next slide. God communicates with his family. We are to actively listen for his voice and know the ways that he communicates. And God communicates through his family to, to the earth, all right, to the world around us. All right, so are we all following so far. You're tracking with me? Just kind of wave me if it sounds good so far. All right. Okay. It's always a kind of a bit weird up here, right? I feel like the great divide. And so, <laughs> so just kind of stay with me, all right? Okay. So let me just get myself organized here. So what I wrote is that uh, God is always speaking, but his first language is not English. All right? God is always speaking, but his first language is not English, which is good news for a lot of us because a lot of us, our first language isn't English either, right? So we're like, we're all in good company here. What I mean by this is that God does not always speak or communicate with us in the ways that we naturally would as human beings, all right? But he speaks in a variety. He communicates in a variety of ways. Now, we could spend months just looking at all of this. I'm just going to take us very quickly through some of the wonderful ways that he, he speaks and communicates to us. This morning in Sunet's testimony, we have already heard and seen a very wonderful example of how God communicates. And the first one is through dreams. And so dreams and visions. In, um, in Acts 2, God says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And he says that both men and women will 
prophesy, but before that, he says that my, the young men will dream, uh, he says we'll see visions, the old men will dream dreams. We know throughout scripture that people had dreams, that God encountered people in their dreams. So it's a very common way that God communicates with us, dreams and visions. I want you to just quickly close your eyes, and I'm just going to ask you um, to close your eyes and to picture your front door. And when you can see your front door in your mind, I just want you to put up your hand. I'm not going to ask you to do anything. I just want to see a show of hands. Okay, close your eyes. Picture your front door. As soon as you can see your front door, just pop up your hand. Awesome. Okay, every single one of us could see our front door. That place in your mind where you saw that picture of your front door is the exact same place where God will often show you a vision or a picture. He'll, um, he'll, he'll, he'll show you a word. I'm a very word person, and so he literally shows me words sometimes. Like for, for little Carson, when we were dedicating him, I literally saw the word builder, but it was there. It was in that place where if I'm picturing my front door, where I'm seeing it in my mind, that's where I'm, I'm seeing the thing that God wants me to understand. So, so you just saw your front door with no effort at all, is that correct? In the same way, God can speak to you. He can give you a picture, um, an idea of something, and it will often be in that kind of place in your mind that he will speak to you. Um, dreams are another powerful one, as we heard from Sunet. Um, my favorite, I mean, there's so many incredible ones in Scripture with God speaking to us about dreams, but I want to tell you a very personal one about Lifehouse Church. Because in the first couple of years when we, when we, ran, uh, when we were leading Lifehouse, I was leading the worship, and we would actually do the worship down here on the floor, and I had um, some musicians with me, and it was a Saturday night, and I was practicing, as all the musicians well know what that's like, <laughs> and I was practicing in my bedroom, and James walked into, my, into our room, and he said, listen, I've met someone, his name's Rainier, and um, I've invited him to come tomorrow, he plays the guitar, can you just kind of fit him in? And I was like, 100%, absolutely no stress. And so didn't think anything more of it, went to bed. That night I had a dream. In my dream, I was standing here, practicing with my band. This is the dream. The side doors opened and three men walked in, all carrying instruments. They walked up to me, they gave me a list of songs. I looked at the songs, said, that's amazing. They did the worship, God picked me up, flew me around this gym, told me to breathe, and as I breathed, he started doing incredible things in the people in this room. It was an amazing dream. I love flying dreams. They're my favorite. I, I woke up. I thought, oh, I love that dream. Lord, please let me fly one day, and I didn't think anything more of it. Came to church on Sunday morning. I am standing here. Now, here's, this, is, this is reality. This is what happened. So I'm standing here practicing with my band. The side door opens, and three men walk in, all carrying instruments. One of them was Thomas. So Thomas and his brother, Chris, and their friend, Rainier, who James had invited, all walked in. Now, they didn't give me a list of songs, but what they did was, we were kind of playing, but it just wasn't gelling, hey, like, just nothing. It was like, ah, what is going on? I could see they were amazing musicians, much better than me, but I was like, why isn't this gelling? It was probably me, so, <laughs> 
so anyway, so I'm like so frustrated. And, but at the time, I was also running kids' ministry. So I put down all my stuff after we'd practiced, ran out the door, and I was setting up the kids' ministry stuff. And while I was doing that, the presence of God fell so thickly. I was just like, what is going on, Lord? Because these men were worshiping. They were just, they were just jamming together. But the presence of God just went, filled this place. So I ran back into the gym and I went, this is my dream. So I, I, I go up to them and I go, do you have songs? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me? And so I said to them, here's what we're going to do. Clearly God is on this. He is clearly on you. He's clearly anointed you to lead today. So what we're going to do, I'm just going to intro it. And then you're just going to take it when the moment is right. And for the rest of that worship time, Thomas led with tears pouring down his face. We all encountered the Holy Spirit in a wonderful way, and I know God set something in place that day, and I thank the Lord that he never left. <laughs> and so the beautiful thing is that eventually Thomas took over, and we get to live in the fruit of what God ordained through a dream. Isn't that beautiful? And that was how he communicated. So we knew clearly this was of God. We knew clearly, yes, Lord, this is your timing. This is your leading. This is what you want. It was, it was beautiful. It's, it's one of my most favorite, favorite experiences ever. Um, so he speaks through dreams and through visions. He speaks through scripture, as we've been discussing about in, um, you know, over the past few weeks. Uh, he speaks through creation. Romans tells us that, um, that uh, since the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes, his eternal power, can be seen through what he has made. God speaks through tongues, through impressions. He'll speak through a still, small voice. You'll just, it'll just be like a fleeting thought. And we just we brush those fleeting thoughts away so quickly, so often, don't we? But that's so often the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, the little, it's the little voice. It's not the resounding, thunderous sound. It's just, it's just this little voice going, phone that person. You know, or you just start thinking about someone that you haven't thought about for a while. Don't, don't disregard the small voice. It is so often where, where God encounters us and communicates with us. Um, God speaks through angels. Um, we, see that, we see that in Scripture as well. There's, just, there's so many beautiful ones. Um, but I'm going to, just for the sake of time, I'm going to move on here. So he speaks to us. We need to choose to actively listen. And if you haven't considered that he may have been speaking to you in some of the ways we've touched on, I'm going to ask you this morning to lay aside preconceived notions and to actually ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, I believe that you are speaking to me. What do I need to pay attention to? Where have I maybe been missing you? And let him show you. Because you might be surprised to find how many times you actually are hearing him and you, you've just been kind of brushing it aside and thinking it was maybe just you. So, so really be open to him showing you that. Now, um, the third point, which is that God wants to speak through us, that we are to be this prophetic people, is incredibly important. And... Because every believer is called by the Lord to function in the prophetic, we need to be fully convinced in Scripture of this truth. 
I can't go into a whole lot of detail. We're just setting the groundwork here today. But here's what happened. In the Old Testament, if you had the Spirit of God come upon you, the evidence that the Spirit of God was with you was that you would prophesy. You would speak the word of the Lord. All right? So throughout the Old Testament, we see that. You, you can look in Numbers where um, Moses is there, and it says the Spirit of the Lord came, came like upon the whole camp, and everyone starts to prophesy. And Moses says this thing. He says, oh, I wish that the Spirit of God would come upon everyone that they would prophesy. So it was, it was evidence that, that God was with you because you spoke the word of God. You, you, you prophesied. You spoke his words into a situation. How much more then should we not, as God's church, be living in that kind of lifestyle where we are speaking the word of God into situations regularly? We have the Spirit of God with us. And I, th I think sometimes we, we, we shy away and we go, well, that's just not my gifting. We are gifted. We are all gifted differently according to how the Holy Spirit chooses to, to, to hand out those gifts. The gifts are not for us. They're for those that are to receive them through us, right? But we are all called to be God's ambassadors and ministers of reconciliation. And so even if you don't have a particularly strong prophetic gifting, we are all called to function in the prophetic because we are all called to be ambassadors of Christ. We are all called to go to those that don't know him and bring them into his kingdom, right? Ministers of reconciliation. And the way we do that, just like we did that at the Bread and Honey Festival, is we go and we speak the word of the Lord to people. And it doesn't have to start with, thus say the Lord, okay? And it doesn't have to end with, the Lord saith. It doesn't have to be that. It's, it's normal, everyday, easy stuff. It really is. It's you encouraging a friend. We know that prophecy builds up, it encourages, it edifies, it exhorts. It's you taking the time to say to the person at Tim Hortons, how's your day going? And you can see that they're, they're just strained. And you go, I just want to let you know that Jesus loves you and he has an answer for what you're going through. That is prophetic. That is as important as someone giving a word that will, will open up a nation. Because in that moment, you are declaring the voice of your father into a situation so that he can break through your words and actually have access to that precious person. We are all called to this, guys. Isn't that exciting? Right? I mean, it just liberates us. We don't have to get hung up anymore. We don't have to go through, what's my gifting? Oh, it's not that. You know, I can't do that. Nonsense. There's a place to identify what God has called you to do, absolutely. But we are all called to function as a prophetic people because we are His hands and feet here on the earth. Right? Wonderful. I'm, I'm loving that you can agree with that because it's, it's so important that we get this. This is such a, a key value for James and I in leading Lifehouse. Lifehouse could not be Lifehouse without this foundation. It is foundational to our existence. 
And, and so it is our longing that every person that, that God brings into this beautiful community would come on this prophetic journey with us because we're meant to be world changers and we're meant to be people that impact this world. And the way that we do that, we don't have anything to give this world, <laughs> but we know the one who does. And the way we do that is we go, Lord, I am surrendering myself and my tongue and my heart to you. What would you want to say in this situation, right? It's beautiful. And it doesn't matter if you're shy or if you're the world's greatest extrovert and you're very charismatic, it doesn't matter. It's got nothing to do with you. Isn't that great? It's got nothing to do with how we feel, what kind of day we've had. It's got nothing to do with our attitude or our mood at that particular moment, got everything to do with who he is. And you know, the Holy Spirit is the empowerer, and he deposits God's love for us, right? He, he reminds us of God's love for us, and then he gives us this love for one another. It's all about him. So I really, I just want to end off with, um, I think time-wise, oh yes, um, in Isaiah 50, it says, the sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to release a word to sustain the weary. Isn't that beautiful? We are surrounded by people who are so weary. We are surrounded by people who are so anxious on a daily basis. We are surrounded by people who don't know their left hand from their right. right? And they, they cover it well, but God sees, right? And he's given us the ability to just See when people are just going through a tough time. And it says, he's given me a well-instructed tongue, right? To release a word that sustains the weary. What a powerful thing to do. That's what he's calling us to do, Lifehouse. He's saying, I've given you a well-instructed tongue. I want you to be my people. Go and release my word that will sustain the weary, right? Um, you know, Jesus set the standard for us. So old, that's Old Testament. And then Jesus comes along and he says, I only do what I see my father do. And he says, I only say what my father has commanded me to say. And I want you to hear that scripture because it takes the pressure off you to feel like you've got to have the right word in a situation. You don't. The Holy Spirit has promised. What did Jesus promise? He will remind you of everything that you need to know. He will show you. He will put his word in your mouth. Isn't that beautiful? It just takes the pressure right off. Walk into that situation fearlessly because the one who has the solution already knows about that situation. You do not have to live in worry or fear. We do not have to. We can walk into that situation and go, God, I have no idea what to do. And he goes, I know. <laughs> but he does. And if we, we will just determine in our heart as a community, I have been called to function in the prophetic. I have been called. God says that I have a well-instructed tongue. I can release a word that sustains the weary. I can release the word of my father into the situation because he is always speaking and he is always willing to break in. Isn't that beautiful? All right. And so that is, a, that is what we do. Now, I, um, there's, there's so much more to cover, but we will, thankfully, we've got more time, so we can go into it in the, in the following weeks. I just want to 
leave this with you because this is what I felt God say for today. In Isaiah 51, um, God says, God is speaking, and he says, I have comforted you. And then he says, who are you that you have chosen to fear man? Isn't that interesting? He says, it is I, it is I that have comforted you. Who are you that you have chosen to fear man? When we take our eyes off God, we become fearful of men. We become fearful of our surroundings. We become fearful of our circumstances. When we put our eyes back on the one who says, I have put my spirit on you, my word is in your mouth, and I'm the one that comforts you. When we put our eyes and our thoughts back on that truth, the fear of man breaks off. And I felt today, God was saying, he wanted to break off the fear of man of this community. Because I felt him say that the one thing that stops the prophetic is the fear of man. And so all we're going to very, very simply do is we are going to, right now in our seats, just allow the Holy Spirit to do what he needs to do to release us. We are going to choose to partner with him. We are going to actively choose. Lord, you have designed me to function in the prophetic. You have given me an instructed tongue. You have said that your word is in me. And I want to be one of your children that releases your word. I want to function in the prophetic. To whatever degree, Lord, it would please you and glorify you, I will function in that. This is not about me. This is about you, Jesus. You being glorified, you being known on the earth. And I want to be a part of that because that is what I was designed for. And so if you can be in agreement with that, then let us just close our eyes so we are not distracted. Holy Spirit, I ask right now, Lord, that the fear of man would once and for all be broken over this community. I ask, Lord, that we would be a people whose eyes are firmly fixed on you and you alone that the truth that you are our comforter, you are our provider, if you have called us to something, you protect that and you protect us in the middle of that, Lord. You will not leave us. I thank you that we are blessed. We are provided for. I thank you, Lord, that whether people mock or receive the word that you release through us, we are secure in our identity as your children. We are accountable to one and only one, and that is you, my God. Lord, I thank you that where we have been afraid to speak your word, even though we have known it, I thank you that today that changes. I ask, Lord, that your love would so abound in our hearts that we would be a community that love with a reckless abandonment, unafraid, that we are unafraid to love those that no one else will dare love, that we are unafraid. We will associate with those that others have been too afraid to associate with because you are not afraid to associate with any single person, Jesus. Lord, I thank you that the fear of man is canceled today.
And now, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would anoint us afresh for all that you have called this community to live in, Lord. I ask, Lord, that we would prophesy first to one another, that we would be encouragers of one another, that we would edify and build each other up with your words, Lord. And then I pray that we would take your word and we would release your word in your timing and in the way you want it done, Lord, and we know that you will guide us in that. But we will take your word and release it to our city, our neighbors, our colleagues, and to this nation, and then to the nations of the world. We say, count us in, Lord. We will function in your prophetic. Amen. Wonderful. I really encourage you. Get a journal. Write down. Start writing down. The, the, the things that you start noticing, the ways that God starts to communicate with you. Take note of your dreams. Don't dismiss anything, all right? And we're going to speak a lot more about all of that in the coming weeks, but um, I encourage you, start right now. Even as you leave, Lord, for the rest of the day, what would you have me communicate to those around me? And you'll be amazed how much God will start to release and speak to you. He wants to engage with people, and we get the privilege of joining him on that journey. So I bless you guys. Have an exciting prophetic week, all right? And we will uh, we'll chat more about it next week. All right, bless you. Well, that is uh, the first of, of four that we're going to be doing on the prophetic. I, I want you to make a declaration along with me. And that is that after these four weeks, I'm going to hear God's voice clearly.